It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast on a Tuesday night. I'm James Rapine. It is great to be with you on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Reds. Subscribe iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast, including LockedOnReds.com, where Jeffrey Carr did an amazing job kind of summing up the season thus far and giving a, a player-by-player wrap-up discussion. Um, Obviously, there's still more games to play. But there's been a lot of the season to evaluate who's what, where, when. And um, so, yeah, that is is up right now along with every podcast and so much more at LockedOnReds.com. Sorry we didn't get a podcast in yesterday with the holiday. It was weird. I tried to, and it just didn't work out. Here's a couple things I noticed or that uh, I'll say that stood out to me. The Joey Votto shirt thing was awesome. He saw a fan with a shirt that said Joey Votto for president. And he went up to him and traded and signed his jersey and said more like prime minister and handed him his jersey and and took that shirt from the fan. How cool is that? That's really cool. Joey Votto always randomly does cool stuff like that. Um, Here's what I want to start the show with. How cool is it to see the the Reds kind of have the Cardinals number? That's three straight series wins against the Cardinals. Luis Castillo pitched very well on uh, on Saturday. Michael Lorenzen was pretty good on Sunday. Rossell Iglesias got his 25th uh, save of the year. Homer Bailey on Friday, well, was Homer Baileyan. Um, in the Reds' loss yesterday, Matt Harvey was okay, gave up a, a seven hits. Um, overall, he was just okay. Uh, the, the Reds are gearing up for uh, the Pirates tonight. Um, and they did call up. How about this? They, they brought up Tyler Malley. There we go. Tyler Malley back up with the big league club. But, they yeah, they're on the road. They play Pittsburgh tonight and tomorrow at 7.05. Cody Reed on the mound tonight. But to me, I think when you're looking at this Reds team now, uh, you probably look at it a lot like me and a lot like fans. Um, I think most fans do. And it's not really on a day-in, day-out basis. It's not a, okay, the Reds lost, that's a bummer. Oh, they, they won, that's great. It's more, when are they going to be good again? When is it going to matter? Because now they're 59 and 79. And if you do that quick math, you're like, oh, oh man, 24 games left. How many of those are they going to win out of those 24 games? So right now at best, if they won all 24, they would finish 83 and 79 at best. They're not winning all 24. Let's say they split them. They'll be better than last year. They'll get to 71 wins. What if they're under 500? Could this team be in the 60-win range again, like 65 to 68 to 69 wins? Yes. And I think that's where they're going to be. So after all this talk, after that all-star, that surge before the All-Star break, after all of the good things we've seen this season, the record might stay the same. Think about the good stuff that's happened. Scooter Jeanette. Eugenio Suarez, Billy Hamilton of late. Rossell Iglesias has been consistently good all year. The bullpen became a strength, and this team is still all the way in the cellar, not close to getting out. That, to me, is slightly disheartening. That, to me, is 
a little worrisome. I, I just, to me, that is, it's like, ah. Uh, and, and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's realistic with the right maneuvers in the offseason to get a, a 10, 12, 13 win bump from year to year. It's hard to get a 20 win bump. So, like, let's say the Reds win 68 games this year. It's hard for them, no matter what they do in the offseason, to go from 68 wins to 88. It's just very tough to do that in the major leagues. So that's why I thought it was important if they could get to 74, 75 wins next year, it would be realistic to expect them in the high 80s if they make the right moves that you you expect, that you like, that I, I expect them to make. This team has been outscored by 92 runs this year. They're five below at home. They're 32 and 37 and 27 and 42 on the road. In the division, which matters a ton when you're talking about them competing for anything next year because Pittsburgh and St. Louis and Milwaukee and Chicago are all close to 500 in Pittsburgh's case or well over 500 in St. Louis, Milwaukee, and Chicago's case. In the division, the Reds are 23 and 42. 19 games under 500. There's your difference. That's the difference. How do you catch up with those teams? Milwaukee, they went for it this year. So far, it's paying off to a certain extent. Chicago, they're not going anywhere. St. Louis seemed like they were kind of just eh, and yet I look and they're 14 games over 500. Pittsburgh, I don't buy into them, but also going into this year, I thought that the, the Reds were going to finish ahead of the Pirates, and they didn't, and they're not going to. They're eight games behind the Pirates right now with 24 to go. Not happening. So I have to... Kind of, and, and I sense it. I, obviously, I, I work for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW. Most people don't care about the Reds anymore. It's kind of like the average fan doesn't watch. Now, you listen to this because it's a more of a, a diehard, you want your Reds fixed daily type of thing. And I get that. And there's been so many good things that have happened this year. So many. Well, let's just go around the diamond. Suarez, Peraza, good, good. Like, Suarez has been amazing. Peraza, what you've seen from him is good. Jeanette, amazing. Vado, kind of a down year, still getting on base 42% of the time. Come on, we would, all, we would all take that. Billy Hamilton has been better as of late. Uh, the corner outfielders, you liked what you saw from Jesse Winker. I know I did, and Scott Shebler. The bullpen's really good. Starting pitching. There's your key. That's the key. What are they going to do? Is it is it Bob Castellini? Is he going to bring in, uh, you know... Uh, who is it? Is it Homer Bailey again next year? Because I can't take you serious if Homer Bailey's going to start next year for this club. I can't take you serious if you really think Matt Harvey is the, the future. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense one bit. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Up next, one former Red got great news, and I'll discuss it on the other side. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. So did you see what happened with Brandon Phillips? Brandon Phillips used to be, and I played second base in high school. Uh, I graduated high school. I'm 27. So I graduated high school in 09. Uh, So Phillips was like peaking, like at his peak. The Reds weren't peaking, but at his peak was when I was also playing baseball. I played baseball in high school, played second base. And he was my favorite, favorite player. When he came here, hit 30 and 30. He was a member of the 30-30 club. And he had, he was great on defense always, right? But he was fast and physical, and he had some power, and it was just like, man, he is so much fun to watch. 
and that kind of went went downhill. His speed went downhill. His power went downhill towards the later years of his career, 2011 on. I would say his power slowly, or not even slowly, but started to get worse and worse and worse and decrease, which was fine. He was still a really good player. But then the Reds traded him, and it was kind of an ugly breakup. He goes to home to Atlanta. They end up trading him to the Los Angeles Angels last year. He plays third base a bit, and then that's it. And then after that, it's like, okay, is he going to get picked up? Is he going to get picked up? And you remember the free agent market. The free agent market was nuts. No one was getting signed. So why would you sign Brandon Phillips? And it took him up until a couple of months ago when he got signed by Boston to a minor league deal. And I'll be damned. Brandon Phillips working his way back up through the minor league ranks just got called up to the Boston Red Sox. That to me is great. No matter how you feel, and I know when Brandon left, it was ugly. I know there there were some things he said in the, the locker room. I know there were things he said to the media. I know there were things he said to to the coaches that people didn't like. I get it. But Brandon Phillips is one of those guys, one of those players that I loved watching for so long that he's a guy that I want to see him go out the right way. And going out the right way, how fun would it be to watch him win a World Series with Boston? How fun would it be you flip on Fox and you're watching the American League Championship Series and Brandon Phillips is getting at-bats? 37 years old just battling to make the roster and he could find himself in the postseason on, on basically the, the premier team, the favorite to potentially win the World Series. That would be amazing. So I hope it happens. There you go. That's who I want to win the World Series, but only if he's up. If he's not up and he doesn't make the roster, doesn't make the postseason roster, I want Brandon Phillips to get a ring. I'm Team Dat Dude BP. I hope you are too. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. We'll recap tomorrow's uh, or tonight's game tomorrow on the podcast look ahead to pirates reds it'll be the th- game uh, three of the series and uh, kind of get back on track here it's been weird with the, the off day yesterday i hope you had a great weekend by the way thanks for listening today until next time i'm james erpine thanks so much for listening to the locked on reds podcast hey prime members You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.